All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break the fishing news after Amtrak, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 262 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. The whole group is here. Jay, Chalmers, Wanye, Bagged Milk. This episode is brought to you by Oodle Noodle, 14 locations in Edmonton. And of course, this is the also, this is, Oodle Noodles are sponsored, but I also like to think of us as the official Oodle Noodle podcast because of all the Oodle Noodle related news we often break. Anyways. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, no, we're always breaking news. Sorry, I was multitasking. <laughs> I was sending an email on behalf of Oodle Noodle. There you go. The 24 hour cycle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, episode 262, brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Proceeds from all in-store and curbside pickup locations go towards local charity. Fantastic stuff. They raised over $100,000 in the early stages of the pandemic, which was great to see, great to keep track of. All right, let's dig right into things here. I have something I want to talk about because my weekend was a shit show. I describe it as one of the worst weekends of my life, which in a wow. way would kind of tell you that I've had a decent life if this is one of the worst <laughs> things. But still, uh, there's also a lot of Oilers to talk about. So what do you guys want first? You want my story? Or do you want Oilers talk? Sorry. Your story. Okay. Chalmers knows it. So, oh man. I, so my girlfriend's parents are away. They went, they have like a, a rental house that they needed to go take care of some stuff at. So my girlfriend and I are tasked with house sitting for them and they have a hot tub. And if you know me, oh, you know, oh, I could, oh, nice. I could fucking live you. in a hot tub. I could be in a hot tub 24 seven. So I've been, we were going every day using the hot tub, making sure everything's good in the place, all that stuff. So Saturday morning, um, get up. I'm all excited. Battle of Alberta. I'm like, okay, 
I'm going to go treat myself to a burrito. I'm going to grab myself some beers. They live walking distance from me. So I was even debating walking there, getting liquored up in the hot tub, start my day off right. Uh, My girlfriend's like, no, let's go later tonight. Or like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, no, I'm going to the hot tub. It's my day off. So I convinced her to go. I got my burrito, my beer, walk into the front door of her parents' house. I'm putting stuff down. My girlfriend starts yelling. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Um, I look, there is fucking water all over the main floor. Like fucking every, like coming out of the bathroom. I walk into the bathroom. The hose that was connected to the toilet tank was spraying like a fucking fire hydrant. Oh, no. It's a shit show. So my girlfriend quickly reaches in, turns (laughs) off the water there. She's freaking out as you would because you just walked into your parents' house. There's water everywhere. And my first thought is, oh, God, I wonder if any of this water made it to the basement. Oh, (laughs) fucking water made it to the basement. Um, I I take one step onto the steps downstairs and my foot like submerges. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh, no. As I walk down the stairs, it gets worse and worse. And I turn and I look and there is about an inch of water everywhere in the fucking basement. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this has just happened like on my watch at my girlfriend's parents' house. I open up a door to a bedroom. The roof is on the fucking floor. There was so much water that the roof. I sent Chalmers the video being like, I'm fucked. Oh, my God. So my relaxing trip, which involved a burrito and a case of beer, had turned into me standing in a pool in their basement, staring at pieces of the roof everywhere. There's fucking so the hose in the everywhere. toilet came off. That's what did it whole th- the whole thing? Yeah, the hose in the toilet came off and it started spraying upstairs and then water went through the vents and down the stairs and fucking everywhere. And it was a full-on flood. So my girlfriend was very upset. I had to call her dad and be like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> I um, swear we didn't do this. You know, that, you know that one thing that we're supposed to do and that is make sure your house doesn't flood or burn down? Well, one of them got done. Yeah. Um, so it's not on fire. So I'm like talking. Chances to are it's less likely to burn now than it was before. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, who true. did it? Your Ramchuk. Who's at fault? No one. It just popped wow. off. So so just so that everybody knows, what happens is the water line comes out of your out of your wall, and there's a little three eighth or half inch connector that goes up. And it's, and it's a braided line, and it's only usually about, like, a foot long. And on the bottom of the toilet tank, where it adds the water into the toilet with every flush, you have a regular old three-quarter inch, you know, hose bib uh, um, attachment. It's threaded. It, it goes on. It's got a nice gasket in there. And so for something like that to just pop off, it would be like your hose after you screwed it onto your hose bib outside of your house for that to over a matter of years become undone and then enough to pop off unless all the threads broke, which is like just not going to happen. So this is like a one in a million thing. I don't, I still can't like wrap my head around how anything like that would have ever happened. Um, But it's unfortunate because there is no stopping that. Like it's, the It'll only thing stopping that water from flowing into the toilet is the fact that that plunger ra- raises up the top and the tank is full. It stops the flow of water. It shuts it down. It shuts the gasket. Well, when it's not attached, it's basically like you turned on a hose in your house 
and it went for 12 hours straight. And, and like, that, yeah. And so like when you walked into that house, you must have heard something because the, the sound that a flood like that makes, it's, it's intense. Like it's, yeah. it's loud. So, you know, and then just the water, uh, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's probably one of the biggest nightmares you could ever have. And I do not envy you for having to call her dad. Like, so, you know, I, that's what I got questions you, about. Yeah. My text to you wasn't all that helpful. Cause I was like, well, I know it's too late to tell you this, but usually, cause my parents leave their house in my hands for about four to six months every year. And I come and check on this house three times a week. And I shut the water off and on every single time I'm here. And I do not leave this house without shutting it down. If you are going on vacation for the weekend, if you're going to be out of your house for 48 hours or longer, it should be like second nature to shut the water off before you lock the door. And How do you shut it, the water off to your house? That's impossible. Every single house has, right at the, in the basement, every single house has a main water feed, a one-inch green line coming into your house, which then has a valve on it. And right after the valve is your water meter. And so, you know, the flow of water through the valve and then through the meter, it regulates and lets the, you know, EPCOR or whoever your company is know how much water you're using. And right below, like that's shutting off the main water to your house. You shut that off and then you have a flood in your house. The only water that's getting anywhere in your house is what's left in your line, which is minimal, right? And so, yeah, I, I couldn't help it, but <laughs> I was like, honestly, Tyler, if there's anything I could do to help, like, let me know. But you should You're fucked. <laughs> so I, I gotta b- before it goes on. I gotta. So first of all, yeah. I, my first question is: you call you call for lack of a better term the father-in-law. You call your mm-hmm. father-in-law. What is the first couple of sentences that come out here on this call? So the first thing I actually did. The first thing I actually, that's, that was exactly what I was thinking too. Like we lost Doug. Um, hey, it's me, your rim chuck, the guy banging your daughter. You're not even close. <laughs> as no. mad as you're about to get right now are you ready <laughs> it's about to get way worse what i just said you won't even remember in one minute um the first thing i actually did is i called my dad um because he's a plumber oh, and i was like oh, oh. i was like dad what the fuck do i do and he was like oh just go turn off the water and i'm like panicked i'm like where the hell do i find that kind of like what one of you said i'm like where do i go what do i do so then after we had gotten like the water stopped and like everything was calming i called her dad and he was like hey ty what's up man and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> not going great. Uh, and I was like, I'm not trying, going to try to just alarm checking you. In. But there was a leak and there is some water and there's a lot of water. Yeah. And hey, he just goes, by the way, before you left, was there any chance your basement was a pool or? Uh... <laughs> um, so, yeah. You, sir, them. know nothing about toilet maintenance. <laughs> yeah, and... just go right on the offensive. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking idiot. The worst part about telling him that is the same thing that I said was like, that's just something that doesn't seem like it's uh, it's able to happen. So it's yeah. like, are you covering something up? Did you fuck up and do something? And now you're blaming it on some toilet hose that can't just walk itself off. You know, like if I was him sitting there and I got off the phone with you, I'd be like. What do you think they, because I'm not going to lie to you. Every single time, my, my parents used to go away a lot. And we used to do things around this house a lot. And, you know, at 14, 16 years old, you do some dumb things. You might create a hole in the drywall, right? 
Well, I always had a story of how I tripped and fell. I was middle of the night. <laughs> my goodness. I tripped over something and my shoulder went through the wall. Literally, oh, yeah, right. Goodness. Scared, right? And so I'm just, I'm just picturing your M. Chuck's father-in-law being like, what is he covering up for? Like, what? Like, that's just impossible. Oh, what yeah, some move did these two do? Well, that's Tyler, my question. That's I want to know what the sentence was. I want to know what the sentence was as you, okay, you're like, you get the pleasantries out of the way. Yeah. I can tell the heart's probably beating a little bit. Oh. The fucking, the breath, the pace of breath was probably increased. I want to know what's that first sentence when you tell him that his basement is proper fucked. So I kind of like told him again, like it was all just kind of a blur. Um, but I was like, you know, there's some water, like there was a leak and it's pretty bad. And he was like, well, well I'll- we're all safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no one's hurt. Yeah. No one's okay. I was like, do you want me to put you on FaceTime? And I think it might be better if I show you. And he was like, yeah, okay, let's do that. So I flip him onto FaceTime and he's looking at my face. And I was just kind of like, so this is going to be pretty jarring, but like the roof is on the floor. And I turned it around and I showed him and he was just like, oh my God, like, oh my God, oh my God um and her mom like i sent them a video and she refused to watch it she was like i'm not watching this till i've had at least a glass of wine tonight um okay so can i can i can i give everybody out there just a quick um there's nobody out there for sure go ahead if, if this ever happens to anybody else i would employ this method um the things you need to do right after that is to call the burn it down company because immediately yeah, burn it down immediately yeah, just the burn the house company down. is is going to call remediation guys and they're going to send them and they're going to be there within an hour and they're going to come in with a bunch of garbage bags and they're going to clean it up. I suggest maybe you handle that step before you show him what's the problem because you can then say, okay, look, we had a flood. I called the insurance company. They're over here and they cleaned it up and now this is what it looks like, right? And then maybe it's not like the jarring so this uh, is your advice for if our Chalmers, this is your advice for our listeners who will one day be house sitting for your Remchuk's in-laws. <laughs> this is the advice you're giving. Okay, but <laughs> if <laughs> anybody else listening is ever house sitting your Remchuk's in-laws and it refloods, <laughs> here's what you should do. Yeah, call insurance first. Hello, Make ICBC. Make sure that before they leave, they tell you the insurance company in case you need to call them. Who the, the hell has the presence of mind? Who the fuck has <laughs> the presence of mind? Well, pardon me, before you leave, uh, he's so busy thinking about also, his burrito. Yeah. Oh, man, that burrito. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, Follow-up question. Enough. Did you eat the burrito? Yeah, I yes. eventually did eat it. But, um, you what was the type of burrito? It was a steak burrito. Oh, good? You got to yeah. eat that for sure. I know. I'm um, sorry, good? but if your Chuck's father-in-law doesn't have the presence of mind to at least know that his son-in-law knows where the main water shut off to the house is, he might not be the most qualified of house sitters. I handled the situation perfectly. Yeah, it's me. You, you didn't know where they flooded their house. Yeah, yeah you flooded their house. I <laughs> told you. We have to go back to the actual crime. How does yeah. the hose just fall off a toilet? No, we know there's a burrito the in the equation. Unless, we know the murder unless, weapon. There was something happened there's burrito you're not disclosing yeah they wanted to have they wanted to have a they wanted to have a couple's bathtub they started the water they forgot they left 
They came back two days later and found out that their sensual bathtub has now cost their parents a thousand dollar deductible and three months worth of work. There we went over. Here's the timeline of the event. I okay, let me also add, I'm the hero in this situation because if I had gone oh, over geez. that day, I don't he's made a valid point if he hadn't wanted a burrito in a hot tub it could have been months yeah man it could have been fucked like <laughs> anyways it could have been a sinkhole into the center of the earth at this point yeah. you, you like, would have just saved all of Edmonton your M. Chuck. holy cow <laughs> your M. Chuck is a hero that's the name of this podcast yeah. your M. Chuck's a hero on Friday up half burrito <laughs> On Friday, <laughs> after I recorded Oilers Nation Radio, my girlfriend was off work early. I said, let's go for a hot tub. We went. We did nothing but go into the hot tub, finish in the hot tub, leave. Like, that what the was, hell does that, that, that mean? Whole thing. Yeah. What the this hell? Is, this is getting deeper it, and deeper. Yeah. Finish, finish in the hot the tub. Toilet. Did you, Make did sure you tell to... your father-in-law that you finished in the hot tub? Yeah, just like check the chlorine levels before he gets Jesus back. Maybe Give the guy a solid... Good God. And you're yeah, hero, so he's though. replacing the water in the hot tub. No. After finishing and decided to use his water source from the toilet to toilet yeah. hose. All right, babe, that burrito is starting to work its way through. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> toilet explosion and nothing unscrewing itself. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> If I'm keeping it 100, there's... I was walking in the middle of the night. We used the hot tub (laughs) on Friday. This is a fishy burrito. Uh, We left around 4 (laughs) o'clock. And then we went back the next day to check on the house again, use the hot tub again at around 12.30, 1 o'clock-ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, because this this thing would not have been going for that long. How do you know? Why? Yeah, why do you know that? I talked to the construction guy. <laughs> There's a drain in the basement that the water was finding. Oh. It's not like it would have been like four inches up the wall. <laughs> Getting out somehow. <laughs> like, wow. there were like parts of the basement and shit where it wasn't filled up. Do you know how long? Did you ask him how long it would take for that drywall to get so heavy that it would actually collapse? At one point, I said to him, the last time we were here was yesterday at four o'clock. I said, we sat, and even after we used the hot tub, we sat on their couch for like another 15 minutes. So it's not like, you know, and I told him like, there's no way this would have been going for like 18 to 20 hours. And he was like, no, it doesn't look like it's been going that long. <laughs> so again, like if no one's using that bathroom, there's like, there's, it just happened. Like, I don't get it. Anyways. Do you ever, um, think, do you ever think about what, where you were when it might've happened? I always think of that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I might have been just sitting there watching the hockey game, and little did Eat I know burrito. my parents' house was flooding <laughs> at that time. Man, like, I just keep going back to, one, you guys are making me out to be some sort of villain. I am both a victim and a hero <laughs> no, in this hero. situation. Oh, yeah. Wow. The title of the podcast is You're a Hero. You're exactly. Out, so. Yeah, you're, you're going to get your claim, but we're, title we're still going to get to the bottom of this. Your M-Check loves burritos. Anyway. somebody, I mean, I mean if, you, if you polls notes this, and then ask if this person's a hero. You were looking uh, after your father-in-law's house and it flooded. Is he a hero? <laughs> he stopped it from flooding more. <laughs> and yeah, in the time, in the time uh, since that point, like I was at their house for about nine hours after that. 
dealing with construction companies coming in and out, basically doing everything in terms of like relaying information and all that. Like I, I put in a lot of work to, to try get this a little bit fixed up. Well, that's um, what a guilty person would do these days. Yeah. No, it's what a good person would do, Jay. Back to the scene oh. of the crime, it seems. So anyways, her parents still aren't back yet. Um, so now me and my girlfriend are still like, you know, someone's got to be there while the construction crews like get there and all that stuff. So now I'm here because there's internet here. There's no internet there anymore. The box was submerged. It's toast. Um, so she's there working <laughs> off her hotspot, letting in construction crews and all that. I'm now here with their dog and their dog is driving me nuts because it's just whining 24 seven. Um, so that's what my life has been like recently, but just basically dealing with all this stuff. And I think it was electronic the whining because you flooded their house. His house. <laughs> yeah, it's you without a home. home. No, we question. were watching it anyways, but now what like my girlfriend's you? not here to keep it on. You home, roll but. out, you just like put down a roll of bounty or like what would you do to clean up? What I do to clean up? Yeah. Uh, so to start things off, my girlfriend was grabbing towels and basically putting it upstairs. Um, <laughs> like trying to put a piece of tape on the Titanic. Like, well, no, because upstairs the water was running everywhere and they have hardwood upstairs. So we were trying to like save the hardwood, you know, you can't just let the water. Uh, it's actually it actually is a little bit better and that's another reason why i think uh it might not have been running for very long um because yeah it's like not wavy it's not buckled or anything and then i went downstairs i called my dad and i was like can you come fucking help me and my dad came and we like lifted couches out we lifted furniture out we were trying to get like as much stuff upstairs and like drying in the garage so that when the company came they could just like start ripping shit off and all that so i just got to work man i was shoveling up water part of this like a lot of that shit is replaceable but the real devastating part about this is like in a basement is usually where people store things that are like keepsakes you know stuff in boxes sometimes you forget what's down there but there's some stuff that got at like ruined that's kind of irreplaceable like maybe you know like your your girlfriend's pictures from when she was young or any anything like that that's gonna stop making us laugh at you no like well, honestly we got pretty <laughs> lucky in that sense in in that like <laughs> A okay, lot of the water. <laughs> I well, I I just want to know when you're going to be receiving your order of Canada for your yeah, heroic championship effort. belt. If you're just tuning in, if you're just tuning in, your Mtrack got a dog and ate a burrito this weekend, and there's no <laughs> other pertinent part of this story. Nothing. It's just oh, it's just story. been a shit show, like. I don't know, man. It was a shitty, shitty day to be in that house yeah. for like nine hours dealing with all oh, of this. No, no doubt. I could totally empathize. I, I, I don't know if I can you empathize, guys, but I can sympathize. You guys aren't out of the nightmare just yet. The construction <laughs> is going to suck. Well, <laughs> and that sucks. No, it's a shit, man. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. Like, we're laughing and stuff, and hopefully we're like, you know, it, we're making light of it and shit. But this is, that's one of the worst things that you can walk in. I've, I've done a lot of, of leak repairs just because people get fed up with insurance companies. Sometimes, you know, they take too long and I come in and, and I, and, you know, it completely displaces you and it feels really weird and it's really shitty. And so. Like I've never dealt with anything like that. And I guess you, you would, you know, be at least a little desensitized to a Chalmers, but like when I opened up that door in their basement and I see the pieces of the roof and like the chandelier <laughs> that was in the spare bedroom is like on the ground, the feeling that I had I really hope I never have that feeling again because you're just like, holy shit. And like, you just got to go sit down. Like, you got to go sit down. But your, your, your main, your number one reaction is to start like 
oh my god like and grabbing stuff and just yeah. like doing something right yeah. i know it's a it's, and it's a brutal feeling hey, like, water you, up you know you go and you grab two towels and you put them down on the floor and you, you start putting that, like, more water down out of the toilet one, 100. <laughs> you just take the straw out of your burrito bag and start drinking <laughs> no, no, yeah but all you can do is go sit down and go listen there is a checklist of things I now have to do, and it starts with number one, you know, and then it, and then go to number two, and just try and do it as number one. As call yourself a hero. Number yes. two, finish in the eat, hot tub. Eat the eat the burrito. burrito. Have hot tub. So did you have a hot tub? Well, no. I felt like a that's incredibly inappropriate. But you your burrito. And but he was allowed it. to. He was allowed to wait in the basement though, so he didn't need the hot tub anymore. <laughs> Um, just going we, around the house eating the burrito <laughs> while it's all flooding. They eventually Jay, to, like, turn tell the your power off this, and all that. So. Tell your empty the story about flooding little brick, Jay. Yeah. Well, I didn't flood it. It's now well, I sound like. But are you country. the hero? Because I didn't flood this house, but I'm the hero. Well, we were the first uh, on scene. Makes you hero. Yeah. I guess I called the insurance company and dealt with all the administrative tasks. Somebody upstairs at Little Brick, where the nation works, suspiciously over the weekend, the pipes <laughs> froze because the house is so old, and they left the tap on. And then, as the pipes warmed, it flooded the entire house. Same thing. Yeah, waterfall, the fireside room. The, the I walked. I had a burrito. Break. It was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a quesadilla when I showed up. I was changing things up. It was nice work yeah. by those incredibly powerful fans for a few days. Yeah, we were down. We had a, we were down to half capacity for like two months because we had to shut down that whole side of the of the cafe. So, your M. Chuck, your yep. father-in-law and mother-in-law are were renovating Lucky. a house Moving in. Said, somewhere else. So, when they come back, yeah, like are they are they equipped to take care of this? Because that would be the best way for them to go about it is to like kind of take a payout and do it themselves. A little more yeah. work, but then I don't know what their plan is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, just at some point here in the next couple of days, I think this is gonna be like taken off my plate, and I am excited for that day. Follow I guess up my question. question I got is, a what question. is your intentions with their daughter? What where'd you where'd you go with that one? Yeah, uh, not a question I'm prepared to deal with right now. What are you What are you thinking about that? Maybe maybe that's a good time to bring up the future with them. I don't think so. No, uh, no I think I'm in a pretty good spot here. How much happier? How happy are you that this happened to your girlfriend's parents' place and not your parents' place? My parents would, like, my dad would have been very, uh, mm, well, like, the thing is, how can you be mad at someone? Like, again, yeah. if I was being, like. <laughs> easily. It would be. I'm sorry, but, like, they'll always. They left, like, the, they left their house in your hands. I'm telling you that there's two people in this world that aren't going to look at you as the hero. <laughs> no, but they your are. And your father-in-law. <laughs> the the way this played out, like you know, when it's like, hey, watch our house. Like you know, you stop by once a day, once every couple days. You don't like sit cross-legged in the floor and be like, I better make sure nothing leaks, and just like sit there for a fucking week. Like, no, no you just go in and check on the place. I where they might have been mad at me is if like. I didn't go for three days to check on the house. And I showed up and I was like, oh shit, there's fucking water everywhere. But like, they never mentioned to you to shut the main water off to the house. Like no, nobody no, thought of that. No, they said, hey, like, come that's, over, that's use just, the hot tub, watch the dog, like all that stuff. To me, that's like, that's negligence on, on their Replace part. Replace the toilet hose. Oh. <laughs> it is interesting though. Like Chalmers, you've given a lot of housekeeping tips on the podcast um, over the last while. And 
it's interesting how many people don't know those. Like my dad is so psycho about turning off the water in our house, no matter where we go. So if I go to the yeah. lake, if I go anywhere, the water's turning off. So it's just one of those things that I've always had in my head, but it's just, yeah. if you don't know, you don't know. Right. I don't yeah, know. That, and that's the thing. Yeah, but, I didn't know but, that. So, so bag milk, you should ask your dad, why are you a psycho about this? He's probably had an experience like this. I'll bet you your M Chuck's parents or your M Chuck's father-in-law and mother-in-law, even if they go away again and they do have him watch the house again, I'll bet you they never leave that fucking water running ever again. You know, I'm going to text like, him right now. It will always be shut off. And it's just like, you know, we're a construction family. So yes, we've never had that. But like I've, I did a massive renovation for somebody who's toilet leak and we installed like very sophisticated equipment that now senses the water going into the house. And if it, if it shows any type of um, like, it's a, it's a smart thing too. And it, if it senses any type of water usage that's abnormal, it will automatically shut a valve because, you know, that's how psychotic this guy now went because of this experience that he had. Like, I, I, I just wish that it wasn't always the experience that got people to do this kind of stuff. When I leave my house, I'm going skiing for the weekend. I walk around and I have a four-part mental checklist. Okay, Ooh, give it to I, turn my, I turn my heat down. That is number one. Turn the heat Dang. down, put it to like 18 you don't need, you put it on eco, you just do that. I shut the blinds. Just always shut your blinds. Hmm. People, you don't want people walking up to your, your you know, see if you're in or out. Um, I then oh, go downstairs and I shut the water off. I shut the water off. And then I go and I check every single door and then basement windows that they are locked. You never know how many times people forget to latch their basement windows. It is just, you know, and and it doesn't take more than five seconds for somebody to be realize that there's, you know, it snows on Friday. People notice there's no tire tracks in and out on Sunday. That's, that's a target. That's a mark, right? There's those little things that you notice about houses. Like it's why I come to my parents in the winter and I shovel the driveway at every sign. You know, I want this house to look as if people are in and out every single day. And this is yeah, why you've solved 50% of the crimes that have been committed in your presence. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. Exactly. Uh, That's to, true. To, well, very quick on the draw, my old man said, like Chalmers said, I had an aunt whose basement flooded once upon a time, and it was a whole bunch of work. They were lucky enough to do the renos themselves, but we're talking months of mess. Complete nonsense. Shut it off, is what my dad said. <laughs> Wise words, Mr. Baggins. Shut her down, boys. Shut her down. Shut her down. Well, your rem truck, if you didn't do anything to cause this, which I still no. am not sure of, yep. the timing of this is so bad. They go away for a what a two, three day window of time. And of course, three hours randomly, tour. this hose just falls off the toilet and just causes mass flooding. House problems always happen like that. That's why you oh, have to mitigate weird. the risk when you leave. Uh, how many times have I said, when do most, uh, most of my friends' furnaces, you know when they go down? Christmas Eve. That's when they go down. When, when does the stove stop working? The day before Thanksgiving. It's just, it, it, it's weird. I don't, get, I don't get it, but. To yeah. Tyler's credit, my sister had a, in, uh, an incident recently at her house where the hose that attached the water to the fridge to the ice maker that thing just wore through somehow and spit out a bunch of water all over their house as well. Difference was they were home, but mm. it can happen is my point. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. 
Now um, I'm looking at my notes from the podcast today about things I wanted to talk about. And I just written <laughs> down one thing. And I said, I hope Yaremchuk has an event occur this weekend. And then I'd written plumbing question mark. <laughs> and here we In go. 40 this minutes. fucking show wrote itself. <laughs> we spent 35 minutes on this. Uh, this is great. Sorry, <laughs> everyone. Yaremchuk, uh, you, you, hey, you, you took this off the rails. Bravo. Welcome to the club, yeah. buddy. Can you, I just can felt you like this, this would one be. Back? Yeah, Maybe you clog the toilet with your enormous pubes due to manscaping. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Real Life. It gets you twenty percent off all products on the web. Your house, Manscaped. Lay up. <laughs> Use responsibly. Uh, the performance package. House, Manscaped. No, no, no. Come on. Um, if you got a prep to finish in a hot tub, Manscaped. <laughs> Do you have a toilet-ending amount of pubic hair? <laughs> you need that. You need Manscaped. You need it. <laughs> this is our. This is a, This is an organic ad read. This our eight hundred horsepower I engine. <laughs> I feel it. Oh you have so God. many pubes. You need something gas-powered. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> oilers, huh? All right. No, one sec. How dare you? (laughs) The perfect package 3.0, whether it's for you or the man in your life, comes with the lawnmower 3.0, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, the magic mat, and they also throw in their travel bag, the shed, and the Magera and the Manscaped boxers. It is regular 245. It's on now for 140. You throw the promo code real life onto that bad boy. You are getting it for 20% less, and it's going to be free shipping. 30-day money-back guarantee as well. It's, basic, it's actually kind of funny. Um, it's like a newspaper, and you can just pull it out page by page and stand on it, so it's very easy to clean up. It's a guy named Matt? Yep. Who's a magician. It's a weird job. Come to your house and make your life, toilet but... clog. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, manscaped.com. Oh. Uh, sure, let's talk a little Oilers. Um, I, I said this on my uh, pregame podcast the other fun. day. Yeah, that was a hell of a story. Um, I said this on my pregame podcast that if they beat Calgary, people will almost forget about the three losses to Toronto. And uh, oh, why, Bagno, why are you laughing so hard? I just, I, I like everything about this, Tyler. I just, <laughs> I, in, in my head, I have the idea that He's you, an anarchist. you walked, yeah, you walked into the podcast. And you're like, I'm going to tell the boys a story today. And I just, I'd love to know, did it go the way you thought it would? Yeah. No. Did we disappoint? <laughs> did it go the way you thought it would? You didn't think it would go this way? No, not at all. I didn't think you guys would like try to pin me into a corner. <laughs> pin you into a corner? You flooded the market. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> I stand and we can put out a freaking poll about this. I am the hero in this situation. Yeah, we'll definitely like, put up do you not do you not remember the five part series that was Chumgate? You didn't think we were going to take this little story and just take it and turn it into what we did? Sure, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, the last thing I wanted to say on this: those restoration companies they work fucking fast, man. Oh, and yeah. like oh, Chalmers yeah, said, amazing. they come in like snap of the fingers. Like the guy was there, he was like, "What's up? My name is Mark. Tell me what happened." I tell him, and he's like, "Oh shit, this is bad." And he's like, "I'm going to get a crew <laughs> oh, here asap." Shit. And then, like, it's a guy with a van in a vacuum. It's a like, crew of, like, five people running downstairs with guard, like, all this stuff. It was insane to, like, watch them work and run around. It was crazy. Um, oh, anyways. shit. Better give me a bite of your burrito. <laughs> oh, shit. That is a steak burrito? Is that a steak burrito? burrito? 
<laughs> and the burrito was actually not very good either, which was disappointing because oh. I had to sit in the fridge. Oh, and- oh, no. Man, can you believe it? That's the sad part of the story. That's yeah. the sad part. You deserved a good burrito after yeah. all the pain. Yeah. I, I, now, I now feel you for, for you, man. Yeah. Um, I also need to give a shout out because the restoration company didn't get there or didn't finish up until I think like 1130-ish at night. Um, but at 7.30, I called uh, my girlfriend's brother and I was like, hey, man, and he did come help out a little earlier in the day too. I was like, hey, man, can you come sit at this house? Because there's no internet and I really want to watch the Oilers game. And he was like, yeah, I'll come take a shift. So he li- he relieved me and I could come home, have a beer, watch the Oilers beat the Calgary Flames, which was fantastic oh. stuff as well. Um, because Thankfully, that- the Oilers won for you. Oh, yeah, I uh, that was a good game. And McDavid with Dreisaitl is going to be a thing to talk about. But I, I, I just said it again, like, that win made me forget about three losses to Toronto because that's how important those those two points were. Mm-hmm. Well, and also well, I would say that just on that game on Saturday too, the fact that there's a couple things that I liked. One, the Flames scored first. I did not like that, but the Oilers didn't, uh, they didn't let it break them this time like they did against Toronto. So they did a little bending without breaking. They weathered some storms. Uh, Mike Smith was great. They got some goals that they needed from guys that they needed to score and big, big win. Yeah, Connor, three points. That's we needed a big, he wanted a big night. We wanted a big night. We got a big night. Yeah. I mean, that McDavid shot at the end was just unbelievable too. Like, I don't know why he doesn't do that more. Like he always gains the zone and tries to set something up. Like do some more damage off the rush. Cause you can shoot the biscuit and he's coming yeah. with such speed. Like, like it's, I'd like to see more attempts uh, like that because Clearly, he, he can make it happen. Um, he's, he's, he's so play-oriented. But uh, he, you know what? He said, fuck it. He had the game on his back. And he's like, I got to win this game. So he went and did it. And, man, it was awesome. And they got a little bit of luck, too. Like, how about that Yamamoto goal? Yeah. Beautiful no-look pass by Dreisaitl, by the oh, way. Oh, wow. Nice deflection by a Flames defender underneath Mark yeah, well, I don't so understand perfect. why Toronto – I don't understand why Toronto is the only team that's figured out, like, Hey, the one thing we need to stop on this team is McDavid winding it up. And notice how they had sticks and bodies on him at all times. He's, like, he had more rushes in that game against Calgary than he had in the last three games against Toronto. Yeah. And it's Toronto a different defended story as well. With, yeah. Yeah. And then what do you, make, what do you guys story? make of – so Toronto defends McDavid and Drysaddle as well as they did, and then they just go get blown up by the Canucks. They're tired. They had to play, they had to yeah. play hard to, 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 to contain us. Like, and that's the shitty thing is they go – and play so well against us, and we didn't play our best, but they had to really step up their game. And then they go to Vancouver and just shit their pants. Like that's <laughs> the, the Maple. That's the Maple Leafs team we wanted to play against. I yeah, I honestly think they just had to be so focused and so buttoned down. And Sheldon Keith had them playing perfectly against Edmonton. Yep. That like you can't play perfectly for fifty six games in a season, right? Like eventually yeah. you're gonna have a lazy couple, a lazy little stretch here, and that's all yeah. that was. Um, uh, exactly. Oh, there was something else I really wanted to bring up from that Battle of Alberta game, and now it just totally slipped my mind. Was it flooding uh, your fights? girlfriend's Was it the scraps? Uh, the scraps were interesting. Neil beating up on Kachuk. Don't know I if did I... not know James Neal would fight Kachuk given a chance. I did not know he had that kind of brass, and I actually I was scared him. for his... I was scared I for respect his... him. He held in there. Oh, he was yeah. fine. I think he's trying to prove to Dave Tippett that he wants to stay in the lineup. I think that could be a part of it here and kind of prove something to the guys on the bench and all that. Um, Great. McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're going to stay together tonight 
against Ottawa. Gregor had a stat that in 58 minutes together this year at five on five, McDavid and Dreisaitl have outscored the opposition nine, nothing. Um, is that something you guys want to see for a long time going forward? Nope. Or is this more of just like a band-aid team needs a spark? Let's roll to it for a bit, but eventually you got to go back to having them separate on the onset. To me, it's 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 a bit of a band-aid just to get everything back on the rails. But who knows? RNH, Ennis, and Pooley Arvey, maybe they find some chemistry. But I'm loving like when they brought uh, Yamo on uh, as the other winger on that line. Like I am pumped. Like they played well, and I'm pumped to see them again tonight. Anyone else? I I don't like. I think that those two are great together. I love what they do together, but I don't think that it's best for the team to have them playing on the same mm-hmm. line. It's an interesting spot for Nugent Hopkins as well, because as he starts to approach unrestricted free agency, he probably could do a lot for what he's asking for in a contract. If he can go on a run here of like three or four games where he's producing at five on five with Pugliarvi and Ennis, like if Nugent Hopkins starts driving play on his own line as a centerman, all of a sudden, I I think he, he, he'll find it a lot easier to get 7 million this off season is what I'm trying to say. We'll see. I mean, it's it's a nice luxury to have at the very yeah. least to be able to to try and switch it up this way. I, I don't necessarily think it's best for the long term, but like Jay said, it's a throw the band-aid on. Let's see what happens. The boys need to score. They're fucking still having some issues scoring. So maybe this opens the floodgates for a few different people having different looks. I don't know. Wanye, mm-hmm. Wanye, exactly. any takeaways from uh, the Battle of Alberta and everything that, that went on this weekend? I thought it was just a great game. Fantastic. Again, I was very impressed with Neil. I had no idea that put, with push came to shove, he would fight Kachuk. That's surprising. I respect him. Now, is that but, because you hold Kachuk in such high regard that you wow, don't know that? Or, that was, I, I can put that on the shelf temporarily during a game. No, just like I would consider Kachuk to be tough. I did, would not consider Neil to be tough. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I still don't think he should be in the lineup, but that's a whole other debate for another day. Koskinen's going to get the start tonight um you mentioned the Oilers getting that win Saturday night that won me a little bit of money Jay you were saying before we started recording that uh you you cashed in nicely oh I hit I hit every prop that I had but one of the props that I was oh I had Connor over one and a half I I I got scared didn't go over two and a half I had him over I had him big over one and a half I had him over three and a half shots I had Oilers in regulation and I had a pool party goal why did I have a pool party goal because hot dog and Yaffa, Puliarvi's dog, are now besties. Nice. Explain. They hung and they hung. So uh, went to the dog park. My girlfriend and the hot dog went to the dog park. I was running late, so I was going there to meet them. While I was driving down there to come and meet them, hot dog and Yaffa met because Puliarvi was there with his girlfriend, and Yaffa loves hot dog and vice versa. So they were playing together, blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend was chatting them up and they're just having like dog owner chats and then went on their merry way. I come and join them. She's like, oh my God, they're so nice and blah, blah, blah. And telling me how much hot dog loves Yaffa and Yaffa loves hot dog. Well, sure as shit. We're walking around the park, going into the trails. They turn the corner coming out of the trails and what? Yaffa and hot dog start running to each other and playing. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God. Well, what's the, what, what, what's, what's the byproduct of that? I mean, Pooley RV and I are six feet apart from each other flying fuck and all, and all i just did was just, nod, just like yeah but anyways it was super cool to see so i treated that as an omen uh so i'm saying i so i told everyone on the pregame pregame show on saturday that, that uh 
Odd Dog wants us to bet on Pooley Irvy to score. And sure shit, Pooley Irvy scored. Nice. And, and he had the biggest smile. He let out the biggest let's fucking go. And uh, yeah, he, he's he's been unreal right now. Uh, if Jay... If Jay... Uh, oh, it just spawned... Pooley Irvy scoring just spawned an idea on the B-Cast where somebody, somebody uh, sent a note saying that Josh uh, Park should put together a goal scoring compilation of all Jesse's amazing reactions after he scores. Ooh. And I love the idea because he is probably the happiest man on earth whenever he scores. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm here <laughs> Everything about him so far this year, like from his clips and his press conferences, like the recent one where he's talking about his big boot or whatever he said, and like yeah, Dave yeah. Tippett when he's talking about him just loves the guy. That's been it's been so surprising, so welcome for everything Ken Holland did this offseason, keeping Pugliarvi, not trading him, and basically turning him in to a top six winger. Like you basically just plucked that guy. It looked like he was good as gone, man. And they kept him around. That's an unbelievable story. I will fully admit I was wrong on JP because I did not think this was going to happen. Speaking of winning money, I'm only two JP goals away from a nice little payout. Thank you very much. Ooh, yeah, me too. I got I got a good uh, little chunk on that, Chalmers. Uh, how many games are there left in this season? Uh, how many games are there playing in the season? 52, right? 56. 56. 56. There's 30 oh, okay. games left. I, yeah. I thought we were right smack dab in the middle of the season when we are in the middle of the season i think that we should do you remember the the, the um predictions that we made at the beginning of the season a look back yeah i think we should do a mid-season look back because i was thinking about it the other day and i like i think we're i think well most of us were low on the david dry uh, not point. me you jerks i was right yeah on maybe point. not you Boy. I'd, like to see, I'd like to see how we're doing it would be like you know mid-season grade yeah, we can do that because the halfway point will be this Thursday's episode. So this Thursday, we'll yeah. chat with Scott Hastings. We'll go over, go over our predictions. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Beauty. Um, so Connor predictions what, were quite accurate. What are we thinking about tonight? Letdown no, game? No. No, the, hang on. This is what I'm saying. The Oilers had better not look past game one of this series because do not sleep on the Sens. I've been watching nope. some of their games lately. Or pesky, man. They are pesky, and if you're not careful, they'll fucking burn you. They've got some guys yeah. that can score, and the Oilers had better not take them lightly. No, they've got, are, some, they've got firepower. Sens have lost all five times that they've played on the second night of back-to-back, so either they're due or uh, this should be a dub for the Oilers. Not a lot of value betting-wise, but I'm no. liking Dreisaitl over one and a half points at plus 120. Playing with McDavid, I think there's a chance he grabs that. Um, I've also oh, been red go, hot. Go, go one rung further, man. I'd go, I would, if you're really chasing the dragon, you got to go over one and a half for Yamo. Here's the thing. I don't need to be chasing much of anything because I've been so hot recently with these bets. Uh, on the book I use, they have like the little statistics. I am currently oh, yeah. better than 93.63% of all users on this sport. 93, book. 93. Yes, like Nugent Hopkins. Um, yeah, so I'm on absolute fire right now. Okay, I want to wrap up this episode because we have a good listener profile to get to and we've been slipping on these. Um, So this one is on our Twitter DMs. Actually, no, I'm going to reverse. Before we get to a listener profile, I need to give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries. They got some great new products. As always, I love their sales section. And right now, if you go to twigandberries.ca on the left side, it says our biggest sale ever, up to 80% off some of their quality, quality products. You got hoodies for as low as 30 bucks on there, some nice flannels, socks, their nutsack underwear, all that stuff. 
Great stuff in the sales section there. And as always, 15% off with the promo code NATION15. Twigandberries.ca. Free shipping in Canada, over 100 bucks. Free local delivery in St. Albert. Our listener profile. We're going to our Twitter DMs. I hope I don't butcher this last name. Mike DeCobb. DeCobb? D-E-K-A-L-B. I know. Um, oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. He, he he tweets around quite a bit. Um, so he lives in Los Angeles, and he That's works right. in he works in the film industry, which is incredibly interesting to me. Uh, interesting fact about him, aside from the fact he works in the film industry, uh, he's he has seen a game in all thirty one NHL arenas plus four arenas that aren't used anymore. So thirty five total oh, wow. NHL rinks. And That's impressive. I'll give a plug to his site here. He documents each road trip on his blog, hockeytransplant.com. That's cool. How many, Wanya and Jay, how many uh, rinks are you guys at? You guys must be close to getting. No, no, I'm probably, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm at 10 or 12, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I've been to like, I've been to very few. I've been to like, obviously Edmonton, Calgary, LA, and Arizona. And that's Vegas. Vegas, Vegas. I've been to like five. I've anyway. only been to four. So anyway. Mike's been to them all. Uh, number three, which is when did he start listening to the podcast? He discovered the pod during the Ducks Oilers series in 2017. He started seeing some people retweet this random guy in his timeline who kept yelling, hope will never die. And he had to find out who this Wanye guy was. Oh, shit. Who is he? <laughs> uh, he then discovered the podcast when Wanye finally got to interview Jordan Eberle. And he says that's one of his favorites. Um oh, his other favorite moment, he's a big Wanye fan. Uh, when Wanye laid out his four-point plan for how to improve the Oilers' culture in April of 2019. It was a riveting listen, and he agreed oh. with every point made. Well, those were in the before times. Before? That was like two years ago. Before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, fair. Uh, some favorite sports memories of his, although he is an Oilers fan, and the only team he really follows now is the Oilers. The Blues were his favorite team when he discovered the NHL. And uh, he actually flew to Boston for game seven of the 2019 cup final and said he paid a small fortune to sit in the lower bowl for that game. Wow. Uh, his favorite Oilers memory is proposing to his girlfriend in Lake Louise back in 2017, then driving cool. up to Edmonton the next day to see his first ever game at Rogers place. It was an OT cool. winner, Leon OT winner. Sick. Oh, nice. That's a big weekend. That's, that's a, yeah, a little bit better weekend than you had. Eh, your Chuck? Fuck me. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's never I bet had you his oodle burrito. Noodle. Tasted good. Yeah, oh, yeah, he proposed to a burrito. <laughs> he's never had oodle noodle, but next time he comes up here, he is definitely going to have Forget to try it. Next, uh, last one here. Most exotic place he's ever listened to the podcast was in England. He had a two-hour train ride from London to the northern countryside during his honeymoon, and that's where he heard the episode with Wanya talking about Oilers culture. So there you go, Mike DeCobb. One of our As 13 Mike. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. That Shout was just interesting. It didn't even really get us off the rails or anything. I just found no, it. No, because it was, like a yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, he's infinitely yeah. more interesting than we are, so we were listening. Yeah. All right. I'm starting to lose my voice because I've recorded a lot of podcasts already today, so I think I might wrap this one up. Um, this was not it's what nice. I expected. Hey, guys, he's on a... He's on a podcast with four guys. His voice is tired, so the show ends. Okay, well, take it away. Who wants to talk? No, 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 no. God forbid. Tyler, your M-Chuck's tired. We all better shut her down. Tyler, your M-Chuck. Excellent, better, 
Not such a great house sitter. Yes. Toilet clogger. Pube trimmer. Comes from a plumbing family, yet let a hose disconnect from a toilet and flood a house. The name of this podcast is Tyler Got a Dog. <laughs> that dog has now been suspiciously quiet for a few minutes. So either yeah. it's sleeping somewhere or yeah. it's doing something bad. Or it drowned in your new flood that, you, that just happened in your house. Savage. <laughs> How dare you. How dare you. Better go check uh, out and your plumbing. I for maintain those of you- the fact that I'm a hero. For those of you thinking to yourself, isn't this an Oilers podcast? I believe you missed the part where Jay's dog met an Oilers dog. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be more about the Oilers if we tried. Exactly. Listen, if you don't like this kind of talk, go back and listen to the John Scott one. That was plenty of hockey and very good. Oh, that's good. When's he coming back on? He's going to come as a guest host, isn't he? Well, he's he's he just said he wants to come hang out with us, so yeah, we can yeah. definitely arrange that. Maybe have him, um, maybe have him come on Thursday because uh, Chalmers, you and I will both be out. Of yeah, commission. we're we're out, we're we're not here next Thursday on Thursday. So that's right when you said that recap show, I was kind of like, uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> well, I think we got uh, we'll have Struddy on Thursday, so uh, perfect. Yeah. A lot of options. Trick Struddy, why- Struddy into staying on longer. That's why Let's AJ just talk to three of us for fuck's sakes. Why does it have to be an orchestra of people? Three of us can have a little show. Yeah. And that's, that's why AJK says, this is my go-to podcast, a five-star review. This is easily my favorite podcast. Episode 261 was completely off the rails, but we still got to where we needed to go. That was one of the funniest episodes I've heard. The banter between the guys, the inside jokes from previous episodes makes this great. The casual Oilers talk and random topics makes this a fantastic podcast. The local Edmonton talk, the history between this group of friends makes it an easy listen. Keep it going, boys. Honestly, the best episodes are just when the normal crew is there. It can feel at times when the interviews are on, it's more of a sponsorship platform than the podcast we've all come to love the best episodes include chalmers and wanye hands down side note ah. why doesn't wanye stick around for the betting talk ah, i don't want to sit around and listen to everybody be like betting so great because i don't want to bet can i mention one thing before we leave um is it about you betting? Guys know that no it's not it's Good. about youth sports and the fact that it's just you know we've gotten back to practices right now and i've been talking to study about that kind of stuff and then just kind of where it's going and still no games. So um, the fact is, is our team, I, I, I got into this interesting predicament and was able to actually contact Struz about his vision VR hockey. Uh, we did a fundraiser in the middle of the, in the beginning of the year, right off the bat, because we thought we maybe would be able to go to tournaments. We just weren't sure about what the, the future was going to hold for us, but we did the fundraising. And when you get a permit for fundraising, it, it, you know, some of the requirements for that fundraising money is that you use it towards um, player development in any way, shape, or form. This is ice. It just has to go to the player. And it's a great rule. Like, it stops a team from doing $3,000 of the fundraising and buying themselves all track jackets or, 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 you know, paying for something like the hotels. Like, that's not player development on a, on a road trip. So there's not a lot of opportunity right now for buying extra ice because this all the ice rinks are being used up for youth hockey and the practices trying to get everybody their two ice slots a week. So we have all this extra money 
does has this player development thing. I thought, what a great, what a great use of our funds, but then to buy everybody's session of this VR virtual reality training. And so mm. if any, yeah, if any other coaches out there have, uh, you know, a, a positive cash flow right now that they can't just, and you can't give it back. You can't give it to the parents. Like we, we would love to be able to cut each parent a check for 350 bucks and say, thank you for all your stuff. But we can't do it. We either have to donate it or we have to use it for player development. And so, man, getting two birds stoned here. We get to support a really cool operation that study has. Plus, our kids get a really cool experience in VR hockey, and they don't pay for it because we did the fundraising. So, Smart. just wanted to wanted to say how that kind of meshed and how that's kind of a cool thing. And if you're a hockey coach that had the problem like me of figuring out what to do with it, there's your answer. VisionVRHockey.com. It's located in St. Albert. There you go. There All right. You go. Oilers sends tonight local broadcast. That means you're getting, uh, we're getting Jack and Louie, I think, on the call, which is always a treat. Uh, this has been episode 262 of the Real Life Podcast. For Wanye, Chalmers, Bag Milk, and Jay, I'm Tyler Remchick. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you again on Thursday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.